the kids present long, strange trip. A journey into the publication history of Marvel's Master of the Mystic Arts. Let's place the eye of Agamotto on the Sorcerer Supreme himself, Dr. Stephen Strange. Broadcasting from his own Sanctum Sanctorum is our host, Angus. Dr. Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts, from the nameless Nowhere Comes Kalu. Even in New York's famous fantastic far out Greenwich Village, where every other passerby is a colorful, kooky character, the dramatic figure of Doctor Strange still receives its share of startled glances on those rare occasions when the mysterious master of the mystic arts ventures forth in full view of the city's teeming populace. So it is on this fateful night of nights. Script, pages one through five by Stan Lee, our Smile and Sorcerer. Script, pages six through ten, Denny O'Neill, our Sorcerer's, our Sorcerer's Apprentice. Art, Billy Everett, our Perilous Presidicitator. Lettering, Sam Rosen, our Name Necromancer. And Amulet Polisher, Irv Forbush, our stowaway. And thus begins Strange Tales, Volume 1, Issue Number 147, with a release date of May 1966, and a cover date of August 1966, and our story from the nameless nowhere comes Kalu. From the nameless nowhere comes Kalu. While out shopping, Dr. Strange uses his mystical powers to stop an armed robbery, before then returning home to his Sanctum Sanctorum. He is shortly visited by building inspectors who tell him he must bring his Sanctum back up to code. And so he sends Wong to sell some jewelry to raise the funds necessary to comply with the city's orders. He then checks in on Baron Mordo, and he does this through magic to spy on Mordo as Mordo is in his mystic prison. And the two exchange blows. And returning back into Earth's dimension, Doctor Strange dwells on Clea and reflects upon their past adventures together. He becomes rather bored with no new mystic threats to battle, and Doctor Strange follows up an offer to become a nightclub act performing magic in his free time. And this is a means to generate revenue to help him. However, his offer is then declined. Matter of fact, he is told by the booking agent perhaps he should become a musician because they've become hot recently. Just then, the ancient one appears and summons Doctor Strange to warn him that a being known as Kalu has escaped. 
And as he's explaining that the Book of Vashanti then disappears, the Ancient One then begins to tell his tale of Kalu. Little knowing that the suspect of his tale is actually watching over them. And that leaves us in our suspense at the end of this story. What's notable about this story is that it will be the first one without Steve Ditko. We have Bill Everett providing the art, as well as doing the inking. And he does a very admirable job. However, the story writing in this one, to say the least, is a little heavy-handed. There are some panels in this story that are dominated by exposition, descriptive prose, and dialogue, and do not allow Everett's art to shine. What's also employed in this story is a lot of flashback scenes and panels. It's almost as if Stan Lee, as editor, is making a conscious effort to groom the reader into Bill Everett's art style by essentially Bill Everett doing his interpretation of these classic Ditko panels from previous issues as Strange is reflecting on his time in Dormammu's dimension, in that dark dimension, and the adventures he would have with Clea and battling Baron Mordo and the like. So there's a lot of retreading of old territory here. And I can't discern if this is a conscious effort to slowly bring the Doctor Strange readers along into this new art style and then emphasize the writing here more. Or if this was them simply buying time to figure out where do we go from here now that Steve is no longer providing the story arcs, the mind-blowing art, the pulse, the heart, the spirit of this Doctor Strange character. It's really tough to discern. But it is a shame that they do not allow Bill Everett's art to shine here and that you have some of these panels. Matter of fact, there there is a panel sequence where two-thirds of the panels are taken up with dialogue and exposition, just bringing the reader up up to speed on what supposedly happened in the past. I it just it, it, it's distracting, and I hope in future issues they will allow Everett to shine because I truly feel he does a very admirable job here. It must have been extremely difficult to follow up a luminary such as Steve Ditko, even though he would over time become the luminary legend that we all know him to be. And on many, he is on their Mount Rushmore of illustrators in comic books. But Everett 
really steps up here. And, and I have to commend him. It's not Ditko, but it is Bill Everett. And he does a very fine job of maintaining the integrity of the Doctor Strange character. The image, the likeness, the worlds being weird, exotic. He definitely learned from the roadmap, the blueprint that was put out there by Steve Ditko. And from that standpoint, I tip my hat off to Bill Everett because that could not have been an enviable position to be walking into. Not at all. Denny O'Neill does a very fine job in his writing, and I greatly appreciated his contributions here in the second half of the story as they were rehashing the adventures of Doctor Strange. And to the point where you have a call out from our editor, Stan, with apologies to Gota, another gem in this The Marvel Age of Erudite Quotations, signed Scholarly Stan. And this was to Denny O'Neill's dialogue of, but enough, I must banish beauty from my sight lest it blind me to my ordained task. So that's Stan relating to the comic book reader. Hey, look, Denny's getting a little lofty here in his quotes and his inspiration. So I appreciate that Stan making a bit light of it. But at the same time, I also appreciate what Denny O'Neill is bringing to the table. Because this is, again, a comic book hall of famer, a luminary here within the field. And I'm also looking forward to seeing what further things he develops here for Doctor Strange. It's quite exciting from that standpoint. So although we're losing Ditko here moving forward, I believe that the creativity of one Denny O'Neill and the promise here of what Bill Everett is putting on the page will lead to some really enjoyable issues. And I also look forward to this introduction of Kalu and who in the world this Kalu character is, as we are left with. And even as the aged wizard begins his tale, he is watched by two brooding, hate-filled eyes, the eyes of Kalu. Next month, Marvel proudly presents a story so bizarre you may never be able to forget it. The origin of the Ancient One. We have spoken. Mm-hmm.